The People's Constitution, the path to empowerment of Australians in a 21st century democracy by Bronwyn Kelly. Read by Bronwyn Kelly. Chapter 5, Part 7, Enshrining a Statement of Australian Values in the People's Constitution. A new statement of Australian values set out in a new preamble to the Constitution is not the only mechanism needed to ensure we can build a democracy that is strong enough to close Chomsky's dread gap. Nor is it all we need in constitutional reform to help us build the nation and future we want. Other essential reforms will need to be constitutionally enshrined to ensure that a coherent, life-oriented voice of the people expressed in a new value statement is not just an abstract piece of tokenism that can be forgotten as soon as it is written. Other mechanisms and processes are needed to ensure that it can function as a justiciable part of the Constitution. Justiciability of a value statement is essential. Otherwise, laws made under the Constitution can simply become unlinked again from the sovereign will of the people. But it must be acknowledged that it would be very difficult for the High Court to judge whether a law is consistent with that will if all they have to work with is a statement of Australian values. Some more specific things will be required to provide guidance on that will. One of those specifics is a statement of our human rights. Another is a process for deeper, more detailed expression of the national voice and for its regular revision. Australia's First Nations have spent years designing an institution that can function as their voice to Parliament. This is an essential reform for purposes of closing the gap in Indigenous disadvantage. But it is not a model for charting the future of the entire Australian nation. For that, we, Indigenous and non-Indigenous alike, need a constitutionally enshrined right to participate in a long-term integrated planning process, a process which is accessible and usable by any Australian and enables them to come together firstly to assemble an agreed vision of the nation they want to become and the future they wish to establish for themselves and the next generations, and secondly, to select paths or directions they prefer to take to make that desired future a reality. Only rightful access to that sort of process can enable Australians to organise themselves efficiently to develop the details of their voice, their sovereign will, and provide sufficient guidance to their elected parliaments and governments as to policies and laws that may be made in accordance with that will. And only that sort of process can produce the specificity that the High Court, and the people for that matter, will need if they are to be able to ascertain whether laws made under the Constitution do not fundamentally conflict with, and thereby disable, the declared public interest and preferred national direction. Until all that is enshrined in a people's constitution, until we have enshrined a process by which we may deliberate on and express our will for now and for the future, Australia will not have a fully functional, strong democracy where sovereignty is clearly located in the people's will. In fact, we will not have a democracy at all. A mechanism for creating a place for the voice of the electors in the Constitution 
a right of the people to express the sovereign will for now and the future that can be exercised by diverse citizens in an orderly and efficient manner, that rightful mechanism is essential to the full, proper and stable functioning of democracy and national sovereignty. It is essential to genuine self-government. It also offers the distinct advantage that the people cannot be divided against themselves as they so easily can be now. As such, it is essential to peaceful progress towards a preferred and sustainable future. Fortunately, as I have already indicated, it is relatively easy in a procedural sense to reshape the Constitution to make space for orderly accession of the people's will to the place of sovereignty, and I will elaborate on this in detail in the following chapters. However, at this point, we can make a start on the draft terms of a Statement of Australian Values as they might be put to the Australian people in a constitutional convention or other citizens' deliberative process. Hopefully, this first draft may serve as a useful point of departure or inspiration for a final form of the new preamble that many Australians, learned, political and otherwise thoughtful, have assumed we need since the last Constitutional Convention in 1998. Chapter 5, Part 8 A Draft New Preamble for a People's Constitution A Statement of Australian Values Readers should note that the following suggested starting version of a new preamble is drafted on the assumption that it is the Australian people who will, in effect, enact the legislation rather than the Parliament. This may initially shock the elected, particularly those used to feeling entitled to the full exercise of power in a manner of their choosing and without the need to be accountable for observance of particular standards or outcomes because none are specified in the current constitution. At present, once elected, they are accustomed to exercising power without specified limits, other than the law that they can change anyway, and without particular obligations to the people. Rather than obliging governments to exhibit responsible government, a benefit we might assume obtains in the Westminster system of government as it is frequently described, the current constitution enables those we elect to minimise responsibility and avoid accountability. Therefore, if a new preamble is inserted which, by setting out the values of the nation, sets a basis for what may be deemed the legitimate purpose of any government chosen to lead that nation, then executive power will be more tightly constrained and parliaments too will be more carefully guided and more easily held to account. Indeed, that is the point of a value statement in a constitution, unless its inclusion is restricted to mere tokenism and non-justiciability. The chief benefit of a preamble which functions as a genuinely respected statement of the national values is to increase the capacity of the people to explain what national values executive governments must swear allegiance to and uphold, and what we must all understand as the legitimate purpose of the Parliament according to the people that elect its members. The specificity of the Statement of Values is crucial. It enables the people to convert the Constitution 
from being a tokenistic and fundamentally insincere statement that parliaments derive their authority from the people into a serious enshrined statement of what is being authorised in the exercise of power and, by extension, what would be likely to be inconsistent with that authorisation. A specific value statement authorised by the people changes the parameters of power for the elected. It sets out the key terms of trust between electors and the elected. Once these terms are in place, the electors are entitled to expect that laws will accord with their values, not undermine them. This is a whole new way of authorising power, one which places the public interests and purpose of the nation at the heart of the Constitution. No longer will the Constitution focus solely on the process for who might be elected. It will also describe what they are elected for, the overarching purpose of the nation, the reason why we wish in the 21st century to persist with the agreement we made 120 years earlier to unite in one indissoluble federal commonwealth. Doubtless there will be lawyers who object and argue that the people cannot enact their own constitution, even though anything can be done in lawmaking if the will is there. Images might be conjured up by cartoonists of the entire Australian voting population squeezed into the House of Representatives chamber or the Great Hall, the mother of all joint sittings, although this will look no sillier than the image of the populace squeezed into the body of the sovereign in the frontispiece of Leviathan. Should such new arrangements for establishing a legitimate people's sovereignty be subject to caricature, this will constitute nothing more and nothing less than a snide put-down of Australians and an attempt to displace them yet again from exercising a voice in their own governance. It implies that democracy's natural space is confined within the walls of Parliament House and must be controlled exclusively by those elected to a seat in the House. But in the internet age, the democratic space is now fully accessible. We operate in virtual open spaces every day, and there is no reason why a process for enacting the most important piece of legislation in the land cannot be designed so that the people legitimise their new birth or rebirth as a nation by enacting that particular law themselves. In effect, this is what the referendum mechanism in the current constitution contemplates anyway. It stipulates that only the people can change it, therefore only the people can make it entirely anew. It is their will that counts in constitutional matters, although the present reality is that institutional arrangements provided for under the constitution permit parliaments to deny that will by inserting themselves into the permission chain for constitutional amendments. In theory and in law, the people are the only ones who can make a new constitution in Australia. But in reality, they can't, unless the sovereign parliament says they can. This refusal of permission will need to be removed. Otherwise, there can be no possibility of a place for the people in their own democratic state. And the likelihood is that if referendums are permitted at all, they will simply be locking in constitutional arrangements that leave the people in the same position of powerlessness. That is not a people's constitution. 
If we take a logical approach to the establishment of a people's constitution, one which changes the location of the sovereign will from the current sovereign, that is, Parliament and the Executive Council with the Governor-General in our case, to the people, this will require an acknowledgement by all elected federal parliamentarians and senators now and into the future that they derive their permission to exercise their powers from the people themselves and that those powers may only be exercised in accordance with the acknowledged will of the people rather than the essentially arbitrary and unconstrained rule of some other unitary sovereign. No longer will Australians who have voted in a referendum need the permission of a Governor-General, as they do now, to admit whatever amendments they have thereby approved into the Constitution. Additionally, in the new arrangement, a Parliament will no longer be able to authorise its own sovereignty, and those who are elected to Parliament must instead swear an oath of allegiance to the new source of that sovereign will, which for the first time in Australia will be we the people. Unless we the people are acknowledged as the enactors of this legislation, we are not the source of power and any oath or affirmation that the elected might swear, such as the one suggested by the Australian Republican movement that, quote, I will be loyal to the Commonwealth of Australia and the Australian people whose constitution and laws I shall uphold, unquote, will be as false as the oath they take now to bear true allegiance to Her Majesty Queen Victoria, her heirs and successors according to law. Australians will have no greater capacity to guide parliaments as to their will and hold them accountable than they do now. In other words, they will have no power. Again. This problem is solved if we the people are acknowledged as the source of the sovereign will by their own, not the parliaments, enactment of the constitution as law. In short, the referendum itself should constitute the enactment. Moreover, once that is acknowledged by the elected when they make their oaths or affirmations, then a whole range of other benefits in governance open up for the electors and the elected alike. Significant benefits come from the fact that this newly acknowledged sovereign will is one that will be specified so that it can no longer be arbitrarily reframed or departed from without the express permission of the people, as it has so easily been under the current constitution. This establishes what I might call a new world democracy, a real one instead of a masquerade, one fit for a nation wishing to start again, and to do so with values that favour full inclusion and equality in life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Such a constitution has the capacity to usher in unprecedented stability in our democracy. I will expand on this in Chapter 7. It is likely that the first opportunity Australians may have to establish this new world democracy would arise if they choose to become a republic. This is not to say that if Australia becomes a republic, this will automatically give power to the people. It won't if all that we do upon declaring ourselves a republic is to take the crown off the Queen or King's head and put it on the Parliament, thereby saddling ourselves with the same exclusive, tin-eared, arbitrary power structure we have now, a structure deaf to our voice. But if we establish a constitutional convention or similar deliberative process to enact a people's constitution, 
something I will discuss more in Chapter 9, and if we ensure that this convention is not restricted in its terms of reference and can conduct fully open community engagement, perhaps building on the experience and success of the engagement undertaken in the Referendum Council, which resulted in a higher degree of involvement and concurrence on the Uluru Statement from the Heart, then there is no reason why we cannot replace the current suboptimal power arrangements with a much more effective power-sharing system. To that end, this following draft of a Statement of Australian Values for insertion as a justiciable preamble in a people's constitution is offered as a contribution to deliberations. The starting draft is based on the voices of Australians as they have expressed their preferences for and against various values in surveys and commentary in the 21st century. Should readers determine that I have misread these preferences or neglected something that is important, they should clamour for the opportunity of a constitutional convention to correct the picture painted here, or endorse it if they choose. Chapter 5, Part 9 Starting Draft Preamble Heading Australian People's Constitution Preamble Draft for Use in Community Engagement we, the people of Australia, in enacting this constitution as sovereign in our own land and in affirming that self-determination and self-governance are our inalienable rights as citizens of the democratic, independent, sovereign nation hereby constituted with a federal system of government and henceforth to be known as the Commonwealth of Australia, place our trust in the parliaments and governments we elect on the following terms. That laws may only be enacted and upheld, which demonstrably support the public interest as a whole, the interests of future generations, and the sustainability of the lands, seas, species, and natural resources of Australia, as determined from time to time, in accordance with processes and requirements of law set out here and elsewhere in this Constitution and that laws may only be enacted which ensure the maintenance of the human rights of current and future generations, as established here and elsewhere in this Constitution, and that laws may only be enacted which are consistent with our values as a nation, these values for the present being specified in the following Statement of Australian Values. Heading Statement of Australian Values we the people of Australia are at one in this our sovereign will to chart a course to a future where peace prevails and the common well-being is secured for all in a manner consistent with the preeminent value we place on one, the safety of all members of the nation and the stability, security and cohesion of society as a whole. Two, honesty, integrity and ethics in all relationships, in governance and in corporate responsibility. 3. Creation and maintenance of a fully inclusive participatory democracy which exhibits openness, transparency and respect for the voices of all Australians in matters of policy and governance. 4. Universal human rights. 5. Social harmony and appreciation of diversity. Six, 
Australia's First Nations, particularly in relation to a. our recognition of their rightful and essential place at the heart of the nation's past, present and future, b. truth-telling on the history of colonisation and the violence and injustice of their dispossession, c. Makarata, reconciliation with and just treaty between First Nations and non-Indigenous Australians. D. Celebration of the culture and heritage of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. E. Our acknowledgement of their ancestral tie to the land and the sovereignty that arises from that as coexistent with the sovereignty of all Australians and consequent upon that acknowledgement, F the equal right of First Nations alongside all Australians to their own voice in the Constitution. 7. Equality and egalitarianism in ensuring well-being and in respect for all, regardless of gender, sexual orientation, age, disability, race, national or ethnic origin, cultural heritage, religious persuasion or secularity or wealth. 8. Benevolence and compassion for those close to us, for distant communities and for refugees. 9. Equal opportunity for all. 10. Social justice, meaning fair outcomes for all, fair sharing of national wealth, fair sharing of the burden and benefit of taxation, fair access to services and equality before the law. 11. Lifelong health, including physical, mental and societal health and happiness. 12. Lifelong accessibility of education. 13. Lifelong opportunity for expansion of the mind and human creative capacity. 14. Scientific intelligence and research capacity. 15. Unobstructed access to public information and protection of privacy and personal information. 16. Information markets that are properly regulated for the purpose of promotion of truth. 17. National resilience, preparedness for crises and capacity to avert preventable crises. 18. Protection of the natural environment and conservation of natural resources. 19. The planet, its ecosystems and species diversity. 20. Future generations and intergenerational equity. 21. Freedom of speech, expression, information, peaceful assembly and association, protest, choice in life path and partner, travel, belief, religion, secularity and atheism, political communication, freedom of the press and freedom from discrimination, unlawful or arbitrary detention, political persecution, fear and want. 22. The contributions and dignity of everyone, regardless of employment status, disability and working life stage. 23. The formation and ongoing support of a human-centred economy, capable of providing continuous full employment and opportunities for meaningful work and life satisfaction. 24. The formation and ongoing support of an environmentally sustainable economy, 
capable of ensuring proper conservation of scarce natural resources. 25. Fairness and ethics in foreign and domestic trade and finance. 26. Decency, humanity, cooperation and integrity in our international citizenry. 27. Independence in national sovereignty. And 28. Self-determination through a voice in our own governance. We affirm that these values stand as the shared values of the people and are indicative of the purpose of the nation and national character we seek to build. Therefore, we also affirm that these values shall stand as guidance to law and policy makers and to authorised justices of the courts as to whether laws and policies are in accordance with our sovereign will and that Laws and policies which are demonstrably inconsistent with these values are inconsistent with the Australian people's sovereign will and shall not stand. These values shall be reviewed every 10 years from the date of this enactment by establishment of fully open constitutional conventions whose considerations shall not be constrained by the Parliament or laws of the Commonwealth or the States or other entities which from time to time may comprise the Federation or may be otherwise empowered by this Constitution in accordance with our sovereign will.